I actually, I'm sorry, but I have to blow my nose before I start this. Are you? <laughs> Go ahead. This is going to be the cold open. <laughs> no pressure. And the hush came over the crowd. I oh. muted it for your benefit. Oh, oh, talk about anticipation. <laughs> Why are you guys so uh, sad? Because we wanted to hear you. It's like showing up at the manger and Mary being like, what, I've never been? I'm not pregnant. Who told you that? <laughs> right. Such a okay, I'm ready. Honestly. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister here. I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital Resource Curator. How much snow is there, Jackie, in Japan? A lot of snow. How much snow? So far this month, it has snowed, well, as of yesterday, 24 inches. Wow. But we probably got three or four last night. That was a lot of snow. Guess how much snow there is in San Diego. I don't want to guess. Zero inches. Zero inches. No. <laughs> it has rained a lot in the last couple of weeks, though. A lot, yeah, meaning like two, two days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not raining today. It was a beautiful day today. It was. Um, but guess so what, funny. you guys? We have what? we have a listener email question yes. to answer. What? Yes. I I'm know. so nervous. All of our dreams have come true. <laughs> all at once. All at once. Our Christmas wishes. Yes. And so My we. Five year plan. So instead of uh, opening with a George Pan Venn diagram, which is our usual opening segment, whenever we get an email question, we're going to open with that and then head into the gospel. So this week, we are going to open the podcast with an answer to this listener email, uh, a question from Hannah. And Hannah writes verbatim. Why do we have to focus on waiting, expectation, and hoping in Advent? How does one actually do that in the midst of final exams, preparing for the general ordination exams, Christmas madness, shopping, etc.? All the Christmas, all the church stuff going on. How in the world does one really keep a holy Advent? It's insane, and I have never been able to do it. Help! Three exclamation points. Distressed in Diego. Like... Um... So, uh, does anybody feel particularly called to take a uh, first crack at this question? Yeah, Jackie. I do. Okay. Um, well, it actually relates to something that we sent out in last week's resources. Uh, actually, the resources the past two weeks, and, we'll, and we'll, they'll, it'll be in this week's resources. Um, but the Episcopal Church put out the Way of Love Advent calendar this year. And what I love about this Advent calendar is that everything takes less than five minutes a day. Mm. Um, so for example, uh, we're recording this podcast on the 14th, uh, and today's thing on Fridays, we try to turn. So we try to change what we've been doing and do stuff a little different. Uh, so today is turn away from the busyness of the week and toward turn towards someone who gives you life and to whom you give life. And give thanks for that person. What about Thursdays, Jackie? Because it's Thursday where we are in San Diego. <laughs> the 13th. Fine. You fine. said the 14th. Oh, I was like really freaked out. Way better. You're right. You're right. Okay. It's my uh, half birthday. Thursdays are blessed. Uh, so on the 13th, 
We have call or write a family member with whom you desire a closer relationship. Tell them what they mean to you and ask how you can pray for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this thing, I mean, largely in your day might only take five minutes, but it's also something that can build into something more like reconnecting with that person, acknowledging them, uh, asking what is something that you can pray for is something that can help deepen and blossom your relationship with them. And so what I love about this calendar is that they're all very short because it is busy and our days are busy and they're full. But if you can take five minutes, maybe before you get out of bed or before you go to bed to do this thing, you know, I think, I think that's a great step. Yeah. And I like that a lot because Hannah asks a, a really legitimate question, which is like, yeah, all that stuff about preparing and becoming aware and expectation hope that's all fun and great but my life is really busy and and she's and that's so true it's really really hard and the point to me the point of advent isn't to feel bad that we're not doing it right i don't think there is a right or wrong way to do it i think the liturgical seasons are there as an invitation and they're an invitation to us just to remember a, a specific part of our of an of our intention on our spiritual journey, which is a lifelong process, you know. So each of these liturgical seasons has its own kind of flavor, and when we're in Advent, we have this nice invitation to quiet expectation and to and to kind of silent hope and silent preparation. And that can take on so many different forms, and it doesn't have to be this really big undertaking. Like Jackie's saying, it can be something so small. And that's kind of the witness of Scripture, because look how this whole thing started. It started with just one small word, and that was Mary saying back to Gabriel, yes, like, yes, I will do this thing. Like, Gabriel's invitation to Mary is the same as the invitation that we have now. And it's simply saying yes and and taking on that yes practice every single day. Even if you woke up every day in Advent and said, yes, God, you know, prepare me some way today. That's, that's enough. Like just being open to the way that God is moving in our lives is enough. And so the Advent is just a time for us to return and, and keep that intention for a season. Um, because we don't do the, our own work of preparing ourselves any more than Mary did the work of growing the baby in her womb. Like, it, it's something that happens within us, you know? God is the one providing the growth. Mm. And God is the one preparing inside us all the time uh, our ability to bear forth Christ into the world. And that is our expectation. It's like we are invited to take part in this thing that Mary set our, the example of. And, and so we can follow her lead and do so, just a small thing. That is enough. Like, whatever you're doing is enough. It's an invitation to you, but it's not a requirement. You know, it's not obligatory. So, like Jackie said, those Way of Love resources, you can find links to those on the website in those resource blog posts. Um, I am going to post a blog post today just as a kind of a written response to this question. I'm going to have some resources that you can look at for at-home Advent practices at the bottom of that post. Um, So check out the website, and thank you, Hannah, for your question. 
if you've got a question or a comment uh, or a story from your week of faith discussion, send us an email, uh, faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org. Faith2go is all one word, no spaces. And we will answer your question next week. Um, now we're going to get into the gospel. So like every week, our faith to go resources and our discussion today are all based on the gospel reading for this Sunday, which is Advent 3, December 16th. And the gospel is Luke 3, 7 to 18. And Jackie's going to read it, and then we're each going to highlight a point from the gospel that we hope you take into your faith conversations this week. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed to you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expression, they were all questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah. John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So, with many other exhortations, you proclaim the good news to the people. So this is the gospel reading uh, that comes right after the gospel from last week. Uh, So last week it was the quote from Isaiah, you know, preparing a way in the wilderness. And then here is John bursting onto the scene, uh, yelling at at people about broods of vipers, vipers. telling people, "Just, just do your job. You've got one job. And uh, one job. <laughs> and talking and telling people about the coming of uh, one, one, telling people that there is one who is coming that is greater than even he, and he will baptize you in a different way. And so we have, again, this Advent theme of expectation. And so that's why we've got this, this reading in Advent, living into this theme of expectation of, oh man, something is coming, something bigger is coming, something really intense is coming, and we don't know what it is. So, with that in mind, uh, Jackie has the first point for this gospel reading. My point for today is uh, from verse 8. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. And something that I really like about this um, is that it just acknowledges that everyone needs to repent. Mm. (laughs) It's not talking to a specific group. It is everyone. Right. And I, I think that that's really important to remember. Like, no matter how good we think we're doing or um, how many times we're going to church during a week. There are things that, that we are still falling short in our call as Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's okay. Uh, but we are still called to repent. 
and to be worthy of that repentance, to make sure that we're living our life as best as we can in accordance with our values. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's in some ways kind of a freeing thing to those times when we feel like we are falling short. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of hope in that. Um, There's a lot of hope that we can, we can repent at any time. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you try to relate this to Advent and that notion of um, slowing down, but also uh, on this, we've already talked about the way of love Advent calendar on Fridays. Um, you try to turn, you try to change something that you've been doing and do it different. Mm -hmm. And that opportunity to look at something you've been doing and try it a new way, maybe a better way, maybe a way that is more in line with our Christian values is just an opportunity to bear more good fruit, to be more worthy of that repentance and to take some time to question our actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it makes me think of Hannah's question uh, that started the show. Is like, there is no perfect way of doing Advent. No one's doing it the best. No one's doing it exactly right. Uh, it's just about trying. And this, the spiritual journey would not be lifelong if there was a destination. There just isn't one. Because there's always... Every, every season of our life, every, every day of our life, every moment of our life, we are changing. And it's bringing up new challenges, new ways that we are invited to try on new things, uh, new ways to be aware of how we are hurting ourselves or hurting the people around us, and new ways to grow in, in the depth of relationship with ourselves and with the people around us and with God. I think also, <laughs> I like the phrase, bear, bear fruits worthy of repentance, because it almost makes you think, like, go ahead and mess up. Like, yeah. go ahead and hurt. Like, you, like, there's. What <laughs> I'm are, too excited about What that. are we going to, what are we, how are we going to grow if we never mess up? Like, how are we going to grow if we never hurt ourselves? How are, how are we, we going to grow if, if we're not broken? Yeah. And so it's like, it's almost like in or, before you can, it's almost like part of the, it's not a deviation from the journey to to suffer or to cause suffering but part of the journey yeah and like bearing the fruit that is worthy of repentance is almost like mess up go Go, ahead go do that do it (laughs) sin boldly because it will bring us to a new depth right that could not have been there before if we didn't mess up right Oh, that's me. Uh, So that relates to my next point. And that also relates to my next point, the phrase, you do you. So after (laughs) Jesus, or not Jesus, after John explains bear fruit um, that is worthy of repentance, the crowds ask him, okay, so what then should we do? And then subsequently he says, you know, if you have food, if you have two coats, give it to one person, like, like, give it to a person who doesn't have any. Likewise, the same with food. Then a tax collector asks, what should I do? Don't. You do you. Like, be a tax collector, but don't take more than is prescribed. Uh, don't overdo it. Don't. You can be what you are, but don't. not at the expense of other people. Same thing with the soldier. It's like, don't extort people. And so I think it says something about what we're called to do and, it's, and what we're called to not do. And it's, it's examining how we're hurting people, but it's basically like even having things when other people don't, is at the expense of others, you know, like, don't have, it's kind of 
calls us to surrender the things we have in surplus for the sake of serenity. Ooh, that was alliterative. Mm -hmm. Surplus for the sake of serenity. Or security. (laughs) Well, surrender the surplus for the sake of security. Mm -hmm. But it's basically, if you have two coats, the reason you have two coats is, well, what if one, you know, doesn't work anymore, then I need a backup. But then you're saying that when people don't have coats. Mm -hmm. Or the same thing with food. Like, I need to accumulate somewhat of a surplus or a stockpile in case there's famine or in case I don't have food, and then I can be good. Same thing with the taxpayer. He's doing what he's doing for financial security to uh, have some sort of surplus in in the face of insecurity but at the expense of he's taking other people's money. Mm -hmm. So it's almost a call to examine how even things that are somewhat innocuous, like having two coats, how that might be affecting others. But also, I think it highlights how I think the most, um, I wouldn't say severe, but I think the sins that affect other people kind of, like if you look at the Ten Commandments, you know, don't kill, don't lie, don't steal, those are all sins that, are sins in relationship that Mm -hmm. happens when you hurt another person. And I think we've talked about this in the early, early episodes of the podcast, but um, Desmond Tutu describes this sort of relationship that humanity has that I think is being spoken here. It's about, it's called Ubuntu, which is basically the belief that my humanity is inextricably bound to everyone else's Mm -hmm. and that I can only be a human when I'm with other human beings, you know, or when I look at a human, my humanity is reflected back at me. Mm And it's kind of like if I if another person has nothing and I have two of that thing, I'm also suffering with them and I need to give them something so I'm not suffering. Mm-hmm. Or it's like I am obligated to not, you know, cause the suffering of another person that I'm bound to. Because ultimately it also hurt me. Right. You know? Um, because it's almost like I feel some sort of tug of war thing. I don't know. Like if you hurt something you're connected to, it's going to hurt for you too. Uh Or, I don't know. And so, I just think it says something about how connected we all are Uh and um, to respect that. Uh Yeah, like we pay a lot of attention to the suffering that comes from not having enough. Uh But can we get in touch with the suffering that comes with abundance? And the reason why people people don't don't have have enough enough. is because people have too much. I mean, the the thing is, the United States, have we have the resources to feed the entire world. Like, it's just there is an accumulation and a monopoly and a surplus of resources that is not evenly distributed. And it's like, how are we allocating these resources? The reason they're suffering is because there's a surplus that Mm -hmm. isn't being given. Right. Yeah, and there's also a suffering that comes on a spiritual level, I think, of a suffering that comes from finding your security in things that are not eternal. Yeah. Finding finding security in, in like money and possessions, those things are going away. Food. They are already <laughs> decaying. Right. You know? And that kind of goes to my my point about uh, Jesus's or uh, John saying <clears throat> I baptize with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Oi. So, there, what, what John is talking about is this process of getting the, the edible grain, the edible seed out of wheat grain. 
So the way that you do this is that you would <coughs> crack open the seeds, and then the chaff is the kind of the like hard husk that's on that's covering the protecting the seed. And then the way that you separate them is not to like go and pick through each one, but you put them on this big wide kind of pan, and you go into a breeze, like find some wind, and you toss it up into the wind. And the seed is heavier than the chaff, and so the chaff blows away, and the seed falls back into the pan. And what you've got is kind of the, you know, this the, the life stuff. the life giving stuff that you can make flour out of, and all those things that you make with grain. And so, and the chaff blows away, and then you could burn it and use it as fuel, right? So. Thomas Merton used to talk about the true self and the false self. It's like there is this um, transcendent identity that we have, which is our identity in God, you know, that we are in union with God. And that what we have are egos and we have money and all these things are personas that we kind of like Mm. cover up ourselves with, not in a bad way, but like to protect ourselves. Just like it's not the husk of the chaff, the husk is not a bad part of the plant. Right. It's just a part that at some point, in order for it to give sustenance, um, we don't need anymore. Like it can fall right. away. But we did at one point. But it is important right. for its like growth. The ego at one point is needed. Right. But after a certain point, it's like, all right, man. Yeah. It's not away. the thing. Like if you tried to eat it, it would not be good. So the whole point is like this: the there is going to be at some point in our life. This is where the expectation thing comes in. John is saying, one is coming who's going to do this, right? And they're going to baptize with the Holy Spirit or, like, wind As it's and often fire. So, like, you throw that wheat and chaff up into the, into the wind. The Holy Spirit blows off the stuff that isn't important anymore. Right. That, like, isn't, that is the false self. That is not transcendent. Right. And then that gets burned. But it burns to make fuel for the fire. For, it, like, fuels our growth. You know, it's not bad that it gets burned. And so this is the expectation, is that this is going to happen. Like, John is saying... It's coming, bro. It's almost like, if I heard John say this, I'd be like, well, maybe that doesn't have to happen. Maybe you can be the Messiah. And it's like, who sent you that you could escape this? Right. You brood of vipers. And so this is the expectation, is like, not, not being afraid of this thing that's going to happen but knowing that it's coming and being open to it you know that is our calling right now is to be like yeah the cracking open of the seed really hurts like the but it's we have to be cracked open so that we can learn that there is a difference between our true self and our false self so there's a true self within the false self uh, yeah and then the holy spirit and jesus the holy spirit does this work of blowing away that chaff that like those pieces of the false self that we don't need anymore for our journey. And then burning those because they are the fuel for the fire of our own kind of transformation. Okay, so we have three points. Uh, The first point was from from Jackie, and it was about uh, how we are all invited, regardless of our group that we identify with, who we are. We are all universally as humans identified to this journey of turning, of repenting and uh, reorienting ourselves. Um, The second was Maya's uh, about uh, that that interrelationality of all humanity, that we are all connected, 
and that we are called to um, <coughs> reorient ourselves from our own personal security to the well-being of everyone. And then the third one was about that important work of threshing and winnowing uh, that, that one who is coming after John is going to do, that expectation of this process of being cracked open and having our what is like transcendent and what is ephemeral kind of being separated out and letting those pieces of us kind of like crumble and become fuel for our growth. So Jackie is going to read the gospel one more time. And after having that conversation, see if you hear anything new or different this time through. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I'm not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. All right. That is our episode for this week for Advent 3. Uh, We'll be back in your podcast feed next week for our podcast uh, just before Christmas Wow! for Advent 4. And um, make sure you go and check out the Faith to Go resources at www.myfaithtogo.org. Check out that uh, blog post uh, this week in response to Hannah's question. Thank you again to Hannah for sending us her question. And if you have any questions or comments or stories, send those to faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org, and we will answer them on the next podcast. Follow us on Instagram at faith2go, and uh, rate and review this podcast so that other people can find it. Uh, Thanks, everyone, again for listening. But until next time, say goodbye. Bye. Bye.